Hello and welcome back to George Bowman and Friends every Tuesday morning 11 to 1. Thanks very much for listening. Um, we've got a really busy show again today with loads of guests coming on uh, and loads of stuff to get through. We've got a couple of new features which I'm going to introduce which I'm very excited about so hopefully they'll they'll be popular and go down well. But let's get right to it. So our first three people we've got in today are three of my very good friends and housemates. We've got Anastasia. How are you? Hello. Hello. Happy to be on the show. Well, glad to have you on. Uh, Eve Shaw. <laughs> yeah, hello, good to be here. And Violet Kens. Hi, everyone. Um, how are you three? All all right? Very yeah, good. Very good. What have you been doing this morning? Anything? Steve, you weren't in the house when I... When no, I yeah, I had football training very early, and then a lecture at 10 a.m. How was the lecture? Very, very interesting. What was it on? It was on macroeconomy, so... Like, very interesting. Yeah, lots of different things. <laughs> <laughs> and Anastasia, what have you been doing? Me and Violet had early SNC, which was good. Um, and yeah, just been doing work on campus. Very nice, yeah. very nice. And yeah. Violet? Um, I had SNC with Anastasia, and then I did go home, have a nice shower and nice breakfast. And now I'm back, got a lift with George to campus. What was breakfast? today and um, what do I have for breakfast oh, I just had very boring it was just toast with some butter on I could have made that a bit more interesting but yeah yeah it's all right good morning um yeah. we were saying as well weren't we when we were driving on that it was just so busy so many people walking on yeah quite quite different for us second year students to see um because obviously last year it was so quiet there was no nothing really going on on campus there was no one coming on but how are you how are you three finding the the busier campus life i think it's quite good actually it's i nice. quite like seeing a lot of people around it's so much nicer yeah it's quite um, nice when you're up early in the morning and you actually see other people who are also up early so it makes yeah. it seem more common <laughs> yeah and you feel a bit more like you're actually at uni rather than just like in your room in Lenton, yeah. doing nothing yeah. yeah. Going out and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going out and then sitting in front of a laptop doing your lectures the next day. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I'm definitely finding it so much better to be to be like with everyone on the campus, it being busier, lectures, seminars, meeting people on on your course. Have any of you met anyone? Any any new friends, course friends since coming back? Yeah, lots of new people, lots of, I barely know anyone on my course because just didn't meet anyone last year in person. Um, so yeah, it's quite nice. I haven't met many new people myself actually. I've sort of already have quite a few friends on my course, so I've stuck, stuck with them. <laughs> Alejandro's back and he, he's, he does economics as well with Eve, so. I don't know if stay off the radio. Back for week two. And Violet, you were saying you sat next to someone else? someone new yeah it's quite nice to sit like in a seminar meet a new person rather than I feel like because I already did have friends in the course I end up sitting with them in like nearly every lecture so it's quite good to like chat to someone different yeah and you know quite a lot of people through your course who like sports and stuff yeah there's a lot of people that do my course um Geography and business anyone does that (laughs) (laughs) shout out to all the geography and business students I meet more and more people that do geography and business, you know. I ask about half the people I know do geography and business. Yeah, and then like the other half of people do geography or business. <laughs> it ends it's up a popular course, a very popular that. course. Right, we'll just go for a quick song, 50-50 by Jock Strap, and then we'll come back and we'll introduce a new, a new little game we've got to play. So, 
Enjoy. Okay, so that was 50-50 by Jockstrap. Um, so this is my new sort of, a new little feature that I, I thought would be quite fun to do. And if any of you have heard of Room 101, the TV show by Frank Skinner, and also the sort of concept that comes from George Orwell's book, 1984, um, it's where 
sort of some guests come on and pitch a thing which is bad that they want to be locked away and like got rid of out of society so what I'm going to do is a uni version of Room 101 where the people that come on every week uh, are going to pitch to me a, a thing about uni or a thing that happened at uni or happens at uni that they want to lock away and get rid of um, so yeah they, they're going to say their ideas to me and I'm going to choose one of those things that we're going to lock away forever which will which will get rid of it never to exist again so the three I've, I've tasked the three guests today to come come prepped with a with an idea to go into room 101 and we'll start with you Vi a uni room 101 what are you get rid of um so mine was actually I feel like it's not so relevant now that covid lockdown is kind of over but when we were in first year I think a lot of people living in catered halls can relate to like show sack being put in room 101 because they ruined quite a lot of what could have been like fun nights that we'd had planned um like kicking people out of rooms like scaring everyone and um, making you sit in a table of six like in the marquee it's just a bit show set were a nightmare weren't yeah. they? they were just so for you first years who might not know about show set there were these people that walked around in big yellow coats and were like like well i can't really say they'd that. like take everyone's <laughs> names but, and then give you a yeah. fine but they weren't very nice they were horrible yeah. some of them some of them are horrible and like, but it also made everyone really stressed because you'd be like having a nice time in your room of like what maybe 10 people and then you'd suddenly hear like a knock at the door and you'd have to like hide everyone and they weren't technically allowed to out. do that either were they they weren't allowed no. they, they did loads of stuff they weren't allowed to do and then they were just some of them would just go and smoke weed in the in the marquee and stuff yeah. like that, wouldn't they? They were they were a nightmare and there's like even stories of people like jumping out of windows to avoid getting caught by a show sack they'd jump out like second floor window in cribs <laughs> which didn't end very well <laughs> well it ended better than it might have done I think true that, that story but yeah so basically yeah show sack were an absolute nightmare I think that's a very good a good thing to put in room 101 I think they still still are about a little bit aren't they but much less there were loads of them last year yeah I sometimes see I saw one in town the other day it was a bit, a bit weird our friend Ollie at one point was saying that they were spawning that was that was quite <laughs> an entertaining part of the year when they just kept getting more and more but yeah and then then they started upgrading them didn't they and there was purple coats as well as yellow coats and yeah and then there was coats. the actual like campus security who had like body cams that was a bit scary as well it was all quite a scary time and they were a bit year. nicer than show sec they were much nicer than show sec any encounters with show sec Anastasia? Um, I think just one time when I had even like both of you girls in my room and just they came up and just told to turn the music down. It's just, it just ruins it really. They just say everyone leave. And that's the end of your night really. At like um, not in the yeah. club. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. So you were in a different hall to us as well, weren't you? So or we were all in Crips, but yeah. you were in. I was the other side of campus. In Nightingale. <laughs> yeah. Nightingale. Were they were they as prominent down there? They were, they were quite mean, yeah. They were quite bad. But we still managed to get away with quite a few things. But, yeah. Mm. Won't go into them. Yeah. <laughs> Can't reveal too much. <laughs> <laughs> Eve? Um, yeah, a few encounters myself. Couple just getting caught in the JCRs and then... I can't remember if this was show sec or police, but when they came to the White House and we all ran away oh, yeah. and 
and I was in the bush and one of them pulled me out. I can't I actually can't remember who, but yeah, that wasn't great. That was, was traumatic. Terrifying though. We'd yeah, be like running through the dark, like running away from these. The fact things. that you literally just sprint away when then there's not much they could have done. No, you just But I wasn't quick enough anyway, so one of my favourite memories with Showsec is our friend Jansen who comes on the show um, g- giving a fake name telling Ted the Showsec it was called Derek Honey um, and I couldn't contain myself laughing just started absolutely laughing they wanted to know what I was laughing at but that, that was a bit awkward but um, okay so we go on to the we go on to the next part so Eve what's your, what are you putting away in room one? very strong start Violet by the way very strong start thanks yeah, well, I was thinking about this as well, and I wouldn't lock away the whole concept, but I think um, an element of it is the catered food in catered accommodation because it is awful. And yeah, I think there is an argument to put that away and never come back because it's just so bad. The vegetables are all undercooked or overcooked. The variety is also really bad. You get the same thing like every night. I think I must have had pasta 80% of the time last year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, literally, or you have chicken I didn't and eat, like, unhealthy potatoes. It's so unhealthy. You just can't even attempt to be healthy. So, yeah, I don't really like that stuff. The catered food. Yeah, it's, oh, a, it's a good shout. I'd, I'd, I'd come back at that, though, and say that I think we had some good times in the catered food yeah but I told you it's food. not the con. I want the concept to remain it's the physical food uh, so I love the social the element of, of it and I would never want that to go away but the actual food that they're putting on the plate I think should be locked away and changed changed locked away replaced yeah better standard of just food. nicer healthier stuff they just put loads of awful stuff on your plate. I remember one time my plate was all beige, there was no yeah. colours, like greens yeah, or, or you, veg. You, That's you what I got like, to say, it's like all the same colour. Yeah. I swear the chicken was like raw sometimes as well. Yeah, yeah our good. friend Will found a bit of raw chicken in yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was all, a bit of All the veggies, you try and get veggie options and you're getting chicken because yeah. you just yeah. don't realise. Yeah. yeah, not that you're a veggie really. No, no, not really. No, like a fake, fake veggie, but they'd be like veggie enchiladas, and then Josie be and eating then it just it, like, would be chicken. <laughs> there was that story, wasn't there, where Josie and Millie were sort of raving about the veggie enchiladas, saying they were so good they tasted exactly like chicken. Yeah. And then our another fr- what, friend of ours, Ella, tried a bit and said, "No, that that is chicken." Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, I do agree. The food was pretty bad last year, but don't you think it got better after Christmas? Yeah. To be fair, I think the catering. I think the wasn't it taken over by a different company or something? And something it didn't like improve. that. Yeah. So yeah, I do agree that I did get a bit better. The brunches Brunch. were quite nice. Yeah, the brunches were nice, but like the dinners. And but the- still, like the fried eggs aren't great, are they? Mm-hmm. The, everyone would stay clear of certain. The scrambled things. eggs. The scrambled, scrambled eggs. <laughs> eggs. <laughs> yeah. Even Louis Tibber didn't touch and the scrambled, scrambled egg. Scrambled egg is quite a simple thing to do. So that's. It'd be like a square. Yeah, it's awful. It was like a solid scrap with yeah. like water coming out from everywhere yeah not mm. yeah I don't miss it I don't no. miss it it's definitely better being being in a house and being able to cook your own food 100% um, agreed I do think there was that one time wasn't it was it the Christmas meal or the 
the meal when they actually put a bit, bit of effort in. Yeah, when they actually put effort in and a little bit more money yeah, than normal, yeah. Yeah, then it's it? a nice meal. And I get that they're trying to save money and cost efficient and everything, but, but you also pay ways to do it. Yeah, also the amount we, especially considering we got nothing back last year when we didn't have anything on, the fact that they didn't invest a little bit more was, I just think, a bit cruel. Stingy. <laughs> yeah. Stingy. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So we could definitely improve on the, on the, on the catered halls food. It'd be nice to hear any any freshers listening in catered halls. What it's like this year. I know I spoke to one guy who said it had improved after Christmas again. So maybe they just start putting effort in after Christmas. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, But yeah, um, so we come to you after a quick song break, Feiji, for your Room One One entry. But two pretty good pretty good starts I must I must say so I have a bit of Ed Sheeran and then Vage but yeah it will be your Room 101 
Okay, so that was Ed Sheeran. Um, and now we're moving on to our third and final Room 101 entry, and it comes from Anastasia. So what have you got for us? Okay, so it's another one from first year, and we're going back to the awful circuit laundry, which was just ridiculously expensive, like £2.50 a wash or even more. And they'll always be full, and they'll just never wash your clothes properly. And then the dryer was just, you had to pay more money for that, and that wouldn't even dry your clothes. And it was just so so ridiculous six month system. They just rent you for money, um, and just they were just awful. I, I never found that. I always had to go at like seven a.m. in the morning to get even a wash on. How many times um, did you go to circuit laundry at seven a.m. in the morning? Like if like. That, that's that commitment. That, 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 that's either that's either that's incredible. Early breakfast. I early breakfast. Just go that is true though. They were often no, occupied, so you did have to go in niche go timings. Or yeah, it like, was. You'd like find your clothes have been like taken out the oh yeah, yeah. On, the sofa. on the dirty floors yeah. or something. I hated circuit laundry. I thought it was awful because also, do you remember that like you had to keep topping up your you had to put money on all the time. Yeah, yeah. and but, but you couldn't do it with like Apple Pay. Five Minimum well. of five pounds, and every time you did it, you had to get your card yeah. and then enter all your card details in every single time. It was an absolute nightmare. I hated it, absolutely hated it. And like you said, it was like two pound fifty a wash, mm, yeah. and like one thirty a dry. Yeah, no, really expensive. I think I've still got money actually on there, which yeah, I'm just gonna never getting. Yeah, yeah, it was in a scam because yeah. they made sure they didn't add up to how much money yeah, you had never, to put on there. Never and it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't exactly the highest quality of wash, was it? Really? No, not at all. And Eve, you were saying that you didn't even bother bother no, using it. Well, it just got quite expensive, and obviously you're on a tight budget at uni, so I did end up just hand washing quite a lot of things, which sounds bad, but it's not because it's still washing. We did have a sink in our room. Yeah, a sink, and then you just yeah. buy hand wash stuff, so it was fine. But it does make you think of the alternatives, and I also don't think I used the dryer once. I just hung it in my room for like a week because it's just not worth it. I remember speaking. Do you um, so? Do you remember the guy called B? Yes. At uni, she she used to tell me that the socks used to get sucked up by the dryers in crypts. <laughs> so so if you put stuff in a dryer, you wouldn't get as much back because like there was holes in it and it used to suck them up. So I wouldn't be surprised to be. <laughs> to fair. be fair, I feel like that did happen to me a few times. Like I feel like I lost like a few socks. socks yeah. yeah. Defo. Or like people just took them because they fancied another pair of. Mm. That was the other thing yeah. as well, wasn't it? Because it was a communal room. Everyone knew the code, could go in there any time. So you'd leave your stuff in there. And then if you were like 10 minutes after it finished, like you say, sometimes people would just chuck it on the sofa or whatever. But anyone could just go in and nick your stuff. Yeah, it's not the safest thing. But well, I don't have many expensive clothes. So. Yeah, I lost a lot of stuff. I just lost socks and stuff. I've lost stuff even in our yeah. uni house though. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, to I be fair, you can blame it on the washing machine, but socks disappear wherever you are. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, so- yeah, socks do, do do tend to go missing wherever you are. Yeah, you always have that odd sock. Yeah, 100%. In the house. Yeah, one time I found Ollie wearing my like pink trainer yeah. socks. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, sure I wear Ed socks at our house every day. So, you know. <laughs> Well, that Sharon's tell Ed caring. That. I won't tell Ed that. Hopefully, he's not listening. I doubt he is. <laughs> he said Ed's, he might. Oh. Ed's on a nine till six. Oh, Ed's it? on a nine till six every day. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. He's a busy man, civil engineering. Um, so yeah, circuit laundry is definitely a something that does need to go away for good. 
Um, but what's the alternative, Feiji? What else could they do there? Yeah. Just stick a couple of washing machines for yeah. free? Yeah, I don't know really what they could do. They put more. But even. Because I had. I actually had Beeston come over it, to ours. So it was Nightingale and Beeston. So it was like so many people. I, yeah, I don't think. I wouldn't say it's the concept that it, that's bad. It's the fact that it's so expensive. I assume an independent company who are clearly trying to make money mm. when actually you're paying enough as it is at uni. I don't think you should be ripped off for washing your clothes. No, I agree. Yeah. It should sort of come I with a package. They have like circuit laundry in every uni. That, well, like yeah. most uni Yeah, it must yeah. be just a provider across the country. Because some of my friends have it as well. It's just a bit unfair, really. Yeah. Agreed. So I guess now it's time for me to make a decision and, and tell you what I think needs to go. Do you have a room 101, George? No, no, I just decided we're, just we're, we're yeah, okay. you just choose room 101. <laughs> so I, I, I have the easy decision of choosing yeah, which yeah. one of yours goes in. Um, I think they're all very good and they all should really be locked away. Uh, but I think last year, you know, Showsec was such a nice nightmare that they need, they need to go away. What do they do? You know, oh, at man. least at least the food. Sometimes it was all right, and there were some redeeming features about mm. meal times and circuit laundry. Like it was rubbish, but it still did wash my clothes at the end of the day. So yes, show sec are well and truly going in room one hundred and one. Um, so we're just going to go to a quick song song break now, a bit of friendly fire by Holly Humber, and then we'll come back and do some football predictions after after that.
Okay, so that was Holly Humber, and now we're going on to uh, the football prediction game. So obviously, I introduced this last week, where I get myself, a member of the UON Sports, a, a UON Sports team, and a member of URN Radio, to predict three games for the upcoming week, and then obviously you get points. One point for the correct result, wrong score. Three points for the exact score. Um, and then we're going to keep a tally and see what it's like at the end of the season. So just recapping from last week um, and the points so far, because there is one game that we did last week which is yet to be played. Um, so Emily for URN went for 2-0 West Ham, which were pretty pretty close in the mm. end. It ended up being 2-1 in the FA Cup against Kidderminster. And then... I I went in that game 3-0 West Ham so a bit further off and Louis Louis Tipper who played hockey for UON Sport went 2-0 West Ham as well so we all got one point for that one um, we then went for the the Watford Burnley game and Emily went 3-1 to Burnley so that was quite a rogue shout hmm. 3-1 yeah. to Burnley uh, Louis went 3-1 Watford and I went 1-1 so I'm the only one that got a point there because it was a 0-0 draw um, and then for the last game you don't remember that Emily caused a bit of controversy by putting a £1 bet on Brentford beating Man City 1-0 oh. so she just ha- does have the potential to win 28 quid <laughs> but also I don't think she's going to be right but that game's being played uh, is it tonight or tomorrow night? tomorrow night tomorrow night um, so I went 5-0 to Man City and Louis went 4-0 Man City so we'll see how that comes off so I'm on two points so far URN won URN Sport one as well so this week the three games we're going to going to be doing are West Ham Ma- um, sorry Manchester United versus Southampton at Old Trafford uh, Everton Leeds at Goodison and Leicester West Ham at the King Power is it still the King Power? yeah it is so, still yeah. the King Power um, so we've got Pavan on from URN yeah. Where, where can we find you, Pavan? On, oh, on various shows. Various shows on your own sport. Big Monday Night In, which you know you come on every week as well. Uh, Chat Like Champions podcast as well. So everywhere on uh, your own sport, really. It's a very successful podcast, isn't it? Oh, Chat thank, you, thank you. Thank yeah. yeah, so you. Thank you. Those of you who don't know, it's a sort of European football podcast. European yeah, football. Yeah. But, but today is a bit different. Yes, right? today's episode we're going to be talking about Africa Cup of Nations. So do a bit of everything. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's thank you for the thank you for the praise. I no, that. that's no worries. No worries. <laughs> I've heard very good things. Oh, good. It's good a stuff. very good podcast. So, and Eve, you're a what what sports team do you play? Uh, football for Nottingham and in the second team. There we go. So you should be pretty good at this. Eve, yeah, no pressure. Yeah. Football, I'm football quite club. Quite part of the football club. Today, actually. So there we go. We'll start with you then. Manchester United, Southampton, because. You are a bit of a Man United fan. Yeah, I am a Man United supporter. Um, I am thinking a 1-0 win to Man United. Not too much because we're not on top form at the moment, I will admit. But De Gea, I reckon, will keep the clean sheet, player of the month and all. So, yeah, 1-0, I reckon. So, a tight one, but Man United just edging it. Yeah. Who's going to score, do you reckon? Ooh, this reckon... doesn't... No points, but just, just a little side mm. guess. I'd probably say... Ronaldo, I reckon he's the one to get the to get the goal. I back him the most. Even after missing the penalty. <laughs> yeah, even after that, he can come back quite strong, can't he? Yeah, very true. We've seen him bounce back before. Pavan, what what are we thinking? I'm thinking three one Man United. I know they're not on top form, but just the way Southampton play, there's normally always goals, and I just <laughs> see I just see there's going to be loads of space for like 
Fernandez and Sancho to run into. So I just think Man United will get the job done. They probably won't play, you know, brilliantly, but they'll they'll score their chances. And they're they? pretty like like conceding a goal. You think Southampton might be able to? Grab yeah, one absolutely. At some point. It'll yeah. be like one of those. It'll be like Brogia scoring or something, and then Man United will just go yeah. and score three. Yeah. And we were saying last night actually, Manchester United against Middlesbrough mm. was probably their best performance. Absolutely. Of the season. Yeah. So yeah. 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 On the up, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I was going to say 3-1 but you know I can't go exactly oh. the same so I'll go 4-1 Man United I think you'll score a fake uh, I agree I think it'll be an open game I think Manchester United looked quite good the other night so apart from losing on penalties obviously and getting knocked out but I think that they'll they'll be too strong for Southampton mm. we'll start we'll go on to the Everton Everton Leeds game what are your thoughts on that one? Ooh, see this one's tough because Everton you know just be um uh, who was it? A Brentford in the cup, four-one. Frank Lampard's first game. Uh, they obviously, it looks like they, they're back to scoring. You know, scoring lots of goals. Uh, Alex actually told me that uh, Lampard's been watching Atalanta, and Atalanta basically just attack uh, for ninety minutes. So I think he's playing that way at Everton, where they're just going to keep playing, uh, keep scoring goals. So I'm going to go two-two because I still think their defense is pretty shaky, uh, and I think Leeds will probably. You know, Leeds will, Leeds will turn up, but they, they they can't really get three points at the moment. It's, it's seemingly quite a lot of draws, so I'll go 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. I think that's, that's strong. Eve? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go similarly with a draw, but I'm going to say 1-0. I think, yeah, I think that's the most likely score. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to go for an Everton win. I think mm. Frank Lampard bounce might do all right. I yeah. think Donny van, van der Beek, I, I rate him as a player. I think it, I think it'll be so good at Everton. So, so I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say three three one to Everton. Actually, I think that I think they'll be too strong for Leeds. And Leeds, Leeds are one of those teams where you don't know what what's going to turn yeah, up. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so for the last game, Leicester West Ham, Eve, we're going to come to you, and then I think you you need to shoot to a lecture. So if you say yours, and then yeah, um, I've been thinking about this one, and given the performance of Leicester against um, Nottingham Forest, and yeah, the beating that they got, I would probably go for a 2-1 win to West Ham because I think they might lack in confidence a bit given the other night I think that's a fair prediction Pavan where are you going with this uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go 3-1 West Ham I think Leicester will score they they, uh, they do normally get consolations quite a lot of the time but yeah, their, their defence really is so bad I mean they played their first team against Forest and got battered and West Ham's attack when it's on form is, is pretty scary at the best of times who so, do you reckon is the best one of those front three uh, I'd say Antonio's the the most kind of flexible but if you're looking at a player to get moved to a bigger club it'd be Jared Bowen I think yeah I agree with that yeah. I think I think Antonio has been very good for a few years, but Jared Bowen looks really strong mm. this year and is still young. Yeah, he's got the potential to go. Yeah, yeah. Do you think an England call-up could be likely for him? <sighs> I mean, th- those wide positions are really stacked, but those are the only positions up for grabs. And if players like Rashford and Sancho aren't on form, I could see him getting picked. And I think you know he'd be very much deserving of it. I agree with that. Um, for that game, I am going to go two-one to West Ham. I just think, yeah, again, after that 4-1 defeat to Forest at the weekend, they were 3-0 up after mm. sort of 30 minutes. Leicester are shaky at the back and West Ham are very good going forward, so I think they'll be able to exploit that. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go 2-1 for that. So, so there are all the predictions for this week. Thanks very much, Pavan and Steve, for coming on and doing those. And we'll see, we'll see who was right and who was wrong and 
and what the scores are this time next week. So we go for a quick song break now. I think Steve's Steve's leaving, so yeah. thank you very much for coming thank on. Thank you very much for you on, on the show. It's very enjoyable. Yeah, sorry I keep saying Steve as That's well. Okay. But bye, <laughs> bye, Eve. See you later. Enjoy your lecture. Bye, Alex. Okay, so that was intimidated. Um, 
So yeah, just to recap on those sort of scoring predictions, and obviously we'll come back next week to see what the scores scores on the doors were. I'm expecting big things from our football expert. Oh, yeah, I'm going to try and get the Euron score up. Need it? Need, need to go up? <laughs> well, it does need to go. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Emily got a good sort of two 0 against. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So true, yeah, that true. that was alright. And maybe if Brentford beat Man City, oh. not only is she quids in. That's an incredible. Because it is the type of game City could just throw away. They do just have these games where they don't really care. And they don't need to because they're so far far up the table. Yeah, they're an incredible team on an incredible outfit. Mm. But I do think they'll be too strong for Brentford. Yeah, though. probably. Yeah. So you went for Manchester United 3 1. Mm. And then Everton 2 2. 2 2. And what West Ham Leicester 3 1. Yeah. West Ham. I went Manchester United 4 1 because you, you stole my 3 oh, 1. Yeah, I could go the same, you know. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Um, I'll make sure I'll go first next time. Yeah. And then we went Everton, and I went Everton 3 1. I think the Frank Lampard sort of boost might be all right. Um, although I have said in the past that I don't think he's a particularly great manager, but I do think Everton's squad is just so much better than what they're performing at the moment. Mm. So I think they'll be too strong for Leeds at home. Then I went West Ham to beat uh, Leicester 2 1. Eve went 1 0 to West Ham, so not very confident Manchester United fan at the moment. <laughs> uh, not to beat West Ham, sorry, beat. Um, Southampton. Southampton. Yeah. Um, then she went for 1-1 in the Everton game and 2-1 to West Ham against Leicester. So we all had West Ham beating Leicester, mm. which is quite interesting. Just like, be like Leicester to just win, wouldn't it, now? Yeah, well, it would be. And also, so those kind of two teams that are in that sort of bracket between trying to break into that European football mm. places. And, but I think West Ham are just a bit ahead of them at the moment with their recruitment and potentially even manager. Say. I'd say so yeah, yeah I agree um, but yeah so we'll see what they, they turn up turn out like next week and we'll keep the scores so obviously at the moment it's two to me one to in Sport one to in Radio we'll see what we'll see what the, they look like um, next week next Tuesday so we've got two Arsenal fans on the show so I thought it would be quite rude not to get them to speak a bit of Arsenal mm. so over to you two boys obviously Jansen's joined us hello hello Jansen again from last week so Pavan and Jansen over to you for a bit of Arsenal I think uh, well this uh, transfer window hasn't exactly gone ideal let's be honest we lost our main striker but to be honest I'm not too I'm not too sad about that at all hmm. I think I think he was dead weight because of his attitude and he has come out recently I think and said some comments about how it was his relationship with Arteta yeah. which led him to be a bit unhappy and then leave um, but I'm not too unhappy about him leaving I think his attitude and his head wasn't in it um, but we do need to sign a striker in the summer or we're in trouble we're in big trouble yeah I'd, I'd agree I think it's not like he was going to play so if anything, we're just saving money by getting mm. getting his wages off the book off the books, which were huge. I did actually see his cameo when he came on against Atletico Madrid. Mm. He just looks so much better. Like he does, yeah. He just looked like some like that. He he's been freed, and I, I don't I don't think he would have been able to put that kind of performance in at Arsenal with everything that, that went on. So I think it was the right decision to to get rid. We've cleared a lot of the wage bill. I mean, we've yeah. got so much space going into the summer. We've that, done really well without going. So yeah. absolutely. I think the only criticism is we're not getting fees for players but mm. I think that's just because of the past regimes that have just let contracts mm. run down that Eddie's had to say well I, there's no, I can't ask for a fee mm. because they're not going so. and the wages are so high that the club won't want yeah, to pay yeah. a fee and pay the high wages that yeah, the players yeah. demand so 
I want either I think Jonathan David at Lille yeah. I think he's very good um, Isaac yeah. uh, Swedish at Real Sociedad he's really good but apparently Man United and Man City are after him now as well um, oh, don't worry about Man United no nah, that's right they won't get him they have any pool, pool man, power man, anymore um, would have liked Vlahovic in January but obviously yeah. he's gone to Juventus and then we need a midfielder as well so Alwar or anyone else really in midfield we don't have any backup defence we're looking okay defensively mm. we've got Saliba coming back coming back who's been be apparently great. the best centre back in um, in the French league so we've got him coming back and then we've got Gabriel and Ben White obviously so we're solid there we do need a backup right back though that's yeah. what I was yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah that's the only Cedric isn't really going to cut it yeah yeah absolutely and Chambers is gone as no, well no Chambers is gone on a free uh, striking names yeah I pretty much agree um, Calvert-Lewin is also top of, like really high on our Very list true. So he'll be the thing with English players though in mm. transfer windows. You pay such a premium for Calvert Lewin because he's English, especially now. I was reading, I was reading an athletic article, mm. but actually about the impacts of like Brexit and what that does to European wages and prices, mm. and it just puts them up even further. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously the logistics to getting even people from Europe are that much harder now. Mm. So. I guess what I'm trying to say like is it worth going for Calvert-Lewin for that extra money where potentially you could get someone of equal ability Mm. it's it's, it's tough you know because I guess people would have argued that when we bought Ben White as well for 50 like yes there would be players in other leagues who might be 30-40 but to have somebody who's Premier League proven you know young hungry who pretty much fits your profile you can't I think sometimes you have to just splash the cash I think there are occasions where clubs look at English players and think oh we'll just buy him because he's English like when United spent 50 on I don't I know I'm digging into United which is great <laughs> um, but when they spent 50 on Wan-Bissaka you then look at it and think surely there's there's better options but I, I think our scouting department is good enough to identify when it's okay to spend mm. 10 million more over the asking price and like Vlahovic would have cost 70-80 million anyway so I think Calvert-Lewin or or, or Isaac, they're going to be about the same price okay. um, and I think I think you know it, Arsenal haven't actually had a good core of English players for a while we've had we, we've actually had too many foreign players that we've had to kind of trim the squad down so I think you know having a good core of English players and homegrown players is important and I, I, I take Isaac or, or Cavalloon mm. for, for a fair price I don't think Isaac's worth a £75 million release clause mm. I think that's, that uh, is definitely an overpay I think we've shown in the summer as well that like we're now getting better at judging players mm. prices because yeah. everyone criticised us for the Ben White deal Aaron Ramsdale as well for £30 million. and even I thought that's a bit extortionate for the kind of player he was as mm. a relegation player but he's coming in transforming he's coming and he's been absolutely excellent so I think we've shown that even with Tommy Asu as well um, fairly unknown absolute steal, steal um, over Emerson as well um, so I think we've shown that we can spend um, the money right in the right ways as well yeah well we can't have too much Arsenal on the show <laughs> so we will wrap it up there uh, with one name I want one name from both of you who do you want this summer uh, oh. I want to end on that just one oh one my. word answer start with you Pavan um, I'm going to go I'm going to go for a midfield I'm going to go too many from Monaco okay. he's been my absolute dream signing he's excellent I'll go for I'll go for I'll go for Jonathan David I, I do want him okay. he looks really good there we go Violet any opinions on the Arsenal football club <laughs> situation <laughs> 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 okay so we're going for a quick song song break and then we'll get into another new game I've got coming for this week uh, so this is Cars Wa- Car Wash by Rose Royce
Okay, so that was One Right Now by Post Malone and The Weeknd. Um, and now we're going on to a bit of the show that I'm really, really excited for. Um, so for those of you who, who may know me or, or may know my podcast taste, my favourite podcast in the world is Fantasy 606 with Chris Sutton and Alistair Bruce Ball. And on that show, they play a game called Sutton Death. Now, Sutton Death is a game where basically one of them chooses a category and the other plays against someone from the rest of the world, they say. So they pick people who are in their Fantasy 606 league or guests or listeners to the show to come on and play them at, at the, the game of Sutton Death. And basically what happens is you get a category and then you have to say right answers in that category. And as soon as one of the players gets a wrong answer, they lose and the person takes the point for either the rest of the world or the Fantasy 606 podcast. So I've basically stolen that idea, and we're going to call it Sutton Death after the big man himself, a bit of a homage to Chris Sutton, Norwich City legend, all-round great guy. And every week, I'm going to play someone I have on a show, one of my friends, obviously George Bowen of Friends, so a friend is going to play <laughs> me, and we're going to keep the score, and it's going to be me versus my guests, and we'll keep the tally to the end of the year, and then there'll be a small little prize for the winner. So either me or everyone that comes on and plays. Um, the host of this show and, and the category creators are going to be our very own Jansen Lee. Jansen. Hello, hello. So you're choosing the categories every week. I will introducing be. Introducing them. All different then, subjects, all different subjects. Well, it's going to be, it's, yeah, it's not just going to be sport. It's not just going to be geography. It's not. It's going to be, it could be anything and everything. Mm-hmm. And you're going to put us to... to the wits to the test to the test so over to you mate are we ready to start this is Sutton Death yeah. Yeah. it's not a time time frame thing so don't worry about that but we'll say like 5 to 10 seconds if you can't come up with one then you lose okay. so, that. so this week we're just doing one round I think yeah there's just oh, so there's there's like every chance. week one topic oh, yeah. okay. one, one wrong answer by you're gone okay. <laughs> one topic a week <laughs> so we're diving in this week to a certain topic which is going to be capital cities of Europe. So my help, Violet. Yeah, hang on a minute. We've got a geography student. Slightly. Yeah, but, but you can't count on that. <laughs> so whoever wants to start can go, and then we'll go from there. About five to ten seconds. And so 
you can't repeat answers. You can't repeat answers, and obviously, if it's not a capital city in Europe, then you're also wrong and you lose. Is that yours out? You're out. Okay. I've got all the capital cities in front of me to be able to check, but that is it. So, Violet, if you want to start. London. George. Paris. Nice. Back to Violet. Rome. Moscow. Very nice. Warsaw. Very nice. Madrid. Yep. Stockholm. Yep. Reykjavik. Very good one. Iceland. Dublin. Yep. Ireland. Cardiff. Yeah, Wales. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, is Violet failing? No, no, no. Um, I'm just trying to think of countries to think of. <coughs> um, Amsterdam. Good. Oh no. Lisbon. Yeah, good one. Brussels. Yeah, good one. Hasn't been said. <coughs> Oslo. Yep. Geneva. I feel like that's not a capital. I don't think Geneva is one. Capital of Switzerland. Oh, that could be a win. Yeah. An early win. Am I out? That's unlucky. The capital of Switzerland is um, Bern. Oh, I knew that. So Come on. George Bowman with the win this week. One how, how many points do I get? Or is it just... Just who wins is the point, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Just, so I just get one. Oh, okay. No, no. No. But I think that was... We went through, we went through a fair few. Yeah, mm. I think Cav City's right, because there are Wait, 44. There, oh, There's 44 so in total. Kiev? Kiev, there's loads. There's oh, I knew you got like San Marino as well. Oh, San Marino. Yeah. But like, I was. Or Berlin. Oh, God. I couldn't think of the country, so then think of. I don't think you said Edinburgh either. I have to no, no, yeah. you didn't say yeah. Edinburgh. Oh, yeah. Damn. I, I, I was thinking Glasgow as well. So good yeah, you yeah. Glasgow. Maybe a rematch. I don't think we said Belfast. I Dublin. Yeah. But not Belfast. Is, are they both well, Belfast yeah, capital yeah. Yeah, northern. one's northern yeah. one's southern yeah. so that was that the first Sutton death first game first defeat first defeat for Violet first well, win for George Bowman maybe I'll have a Thank rematch another Tuesday of a different topic definitely <laughs> definitely come back in and have a rematch for I would say as well recommend next time you play maybe a pen and paper might go handy oh really yeah why you can jot down answers Oh, okay. thinking, thinking oh so you were cheating the whole time no that's not cheating <laughs> I didn't get a pen and paper <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking um, so yeah that's going to be in every week and we're going to get one person to play me and we'll keep the score so obviously 1-0 me but a very good effort from Violet <laughs> thank um, you <laughs> so Jan's going to do the categories hopefully hope my plan for the future is to get a bit of a sort of sudden death suspense music in behind I reckon in behind mm. but the, I need to work out how you do that but mm. even then I was feeling a bit stressed yeah, so oh, like yeah. with music that would be stressful it would be as soon as it as soon as it finishes though you think of so many it's yeah. weird isn't it mm. so Helsinki annoying. Helsinki as well Finland oh so annoying there's loads 44 in total frustrating game but yeah we'll get that music done and then maybe a dinger for Jan the correct answer oh, yeah yes. good idea yeah, yeah. and like a buzzer yeah it? when it's wrong yeah <laughs> Yeah, we'll get that sorted for next week, as well as the Instagram account. I need to get the Instagram account so everyone can get in, get in touch. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, 
so yeah there we go that was that was sudden death you'll have to come on and play me at some point Pablo. I, will, I will I will maybe maybe European football category for that one. Oh, you don't you don't want to try me <laughs> <laughs> oh, give yourself a chance come on that'll be one one that'll be one one so I I think you need to go and plant the rest of your pod I do yeah, I do so thank you for having me on though no it's thanks for coming on mate it's been brilliant and obviously plug your stuff go Okay, so uh, Chatting Like Champions, your own sports European football podcast. We are at Champions URN on Instagram and Twitter. Um, or you can find uh, your own sport on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, so make sure you tune in. Uh, we've got a podcast every Friday and a live show six till seven. Brilliant stuff. So yeah, that, and it is a brilliant podcast. So please go out and get it if you're if you're hearing that and go and follow follow all the various social medias and give that a listen. Have you got a song? For us, a little song request or, or Ooh, not? No, probably. I'm not. I'm not the greatest no. song. You know, that's why okay. I do sport. You know. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. We're, we're just playing the next, sport. Play the next song, which is "Tiptoeing" by Hope. Hope Taller. But we're trying to be friends. If we start, it might never end. So we keep tiptoeing. When we met, I wasn't interested. I did half a glance. Didn't want to chance it Now I lie awake and I think about you Getting closer, but we're trying to be friends. If we start, it might never end, so we keep tiptoeing. I drag my heels because I just can't walk away. Fantasizing, if you want to, you can stay and be my baby, but our hearts might break, so we keep tiptoeing. It's forbidden, but I still want you. I want to taste the fruit, but I just can't chance it. So much at risk, and I'm scared to lose. But we're trying to be friends If we start it might never end So we keep tiptoeing I drag my heels cause I just can't walk away Fantasizing if you want to you can stay And be my baby but our hearts might break So we keep tiptoeing Tiptoes, tiptoes You got me on my tiptoes, tiptoes We want to but we both know, both know That's too much to
Um, so Violet, what have you got for the rest of the day? Um, I have to go and do a Teams call with my one of my group projects at one o'clock. So that's where I'm heading off now. And then I've got an economic geography lecture from three till five. Economic geography sounds quite interesting. Yeah, it's it's quite good. Um, and then nothing really, chilling. Chilling. No training tonight. No, it's being cancelled because we've got a game tomorrow. And we've done quite a lot in the past like three days. So yeah, Violet plays the 
lacrosse lacrosse for the union in the twos yeah yeah uh who have you got tomorrow well we're playing nottingham three so we're playing our threes oh that's is, a massive game yeah so it's quite a tense game which is why we're having a after evening off training to get good sleep i reckon <laughs> an early night an early night yeah just need to make sure it's nice and quiet in the house yeah um where's that being played um at jubilee campus Jubilee campus behind the gym on the 3G, yeah? Yeah, yeah, on the like 3G by the road. What time? Um, three o'clock, if anyone wants to come watch. Yeah, well absolutely. <laughs> if anyone's free at three o'clock tomorrow, there's a there's a grudge lacrosse match going on at, on the Jubilee campus. Yeah. On the on the four G. Uh are you confident? Confident? Um, reasonably, don't want to be too confident though, because they are actually pretty good. You never want to go you never yeah. want overconfidence, yeah. no, for sure. Uh, how have you been playing this season? Um, okay, I'd say, yeah. Not bad. We, our team is winning the league at the minute, so... Winning by quite a way as well, aren't you? Yeah. Depending on the match tomorrow, I think. Is it like you and the threes towards uh, the top? or? It's us, then Oxford Brooks, then the threes. Okay, so quite strong outing. But playing Oxford. people you know, I feel like it's harder than playing like... Right. yeah agreed because you also have that sort of you don't want to it's hard to get really competitive against people that you're yeah, friends with you, you know yeah you don't upset people or like I don't know yeah imagine seeing them at crisis tomorrow night and yeah well we're doing after. a social with them after <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is all quite a weird dynamic playing your friends at sport yeah I find. that's the thing you never know how hard to go um, but yeah for everyone that's listening by just would it be okay to give us a quick summary of lacrosse? I feel like it's a game quick that... Quick summary of lacrosse. Everyone oh. knows lacrosse, but not... I don't feel like loads of people know the ins um, and outs. Right, so... There's nine players on the pitch and a goalie. Um, each goal is one point, which quite a lot of people ask about. It's contact, but not too contacty. So there are... There's limits to what you can do. But it's a bit like hockey sort of contact. Yeah, course. but yeah. like I do come away a bit bruised sometimes. Nasty mm. finger the other the other. Yeah, game. I got hit on the finger, which it seems all right now. Um, yeah, it's quite fast paced. Um, lots of sprinting up and down the pitch. But yeah, if you want to come watch, you're very welcome. <laughs> and you were saying about, so the positions are like, they're not, you can't go anywhere. Some people can't go anywhere or can go anywhere. Um, so everyone can go anywhere, but there's a like um, an offside rule. So any position could go anywhere as long as there's three people still behind like the so restraining So the, the pitch line. is like split into? Three, into thirds. So yeah, so in the goal third, you have to have three of your players behind the, not in the third, in the rest <coughs> of the that makes sense yeah it does make it's sense not very good at explaining mm. but yeah the other thing about lacrosse is are the goals right at the end of the pitch or can you go behind the goals oh no yeah you can go behind the goal which a lot of people do think that's weird but yeah it's quite fun you go behind the goal you can yeah and if anyone wants to get involved in lacrosse what's the best way of doing so oh I'm not on the committee so I don't actually know but I think you could probably message the Instagram account would be the best. I think the Instagram there. account and Facebook profiles are probably the best way to yeah, go for anything, Instagram aren't they? Yeah, Instagram accounts for most sports is like the best way to do it. And it's pretty. It's a good club, isn't it? Pretty inclu- inclusive. Yeah, it's really fun. All good fun. friends. We've got loads of teams. And good stuff. socials as well. Yeah, socials are fun. And the people are all, all really nice. You had a couple of people stay at ours pre-season. 
Yeah, we did. So before the term starts, a lot of the sports have a couple of weeks where they come down and do do pre-season stuff, get the fitness up, get get together, play a few friendlies, and in that time, I think a lot of a lot of the sort of the freshers who don't have houses yet yeah. stay around seniors' house. So I think yeah, Violet, I think we had like three people in our no, maybe it was two people in our house because yeah. Anastasia, who was here earlier, is, is in your team as well, right? Yeah, so we both had our person staying with us a girl staying with us so there, so there we go very good luck tomorrow thank you George. thank you for having me on your programme no that's alright thanks for coming on thanks for coming on show. no it's been good it's been show. good fun I hope you've enjoyed it very much and definitely come back at some point for a little rematch of Sutton Death yeah considering I lost <laughs> yeah but. yeah we won't talk about that <laughs> um, so have you got a song that you'd like me to play just before you leave um, I do um, can you play Cold Heart by Jiralipa of course very good you, very good choice have a nice rest of the day hope the group you project too. goes well yeah, good luck tomorrow hopefully. thank you very much see you later boy
Okay, so Violet's headed off to her group project meeting at one. Um, so Jan, how are you? Not bad, thanks, mate. Not bad. Good week, bad week, indifferent week. Bit indifferent, to be honest. I was a little bit ill last week, so didn't go in person too much. But we had um, we had the medics varsity game on Saturday. Yeah, you did. So you brought that up last week. Said about all the medics varsity day was this Saturday, right? Mm. Against Leicester. Yeah, all the medics sport on Saturday. So uni of Nottingham medics played the University of Leicester medics. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. All sports. All sports, I'm pretty sure, unless they were cancelled, yeah, and then there was a total up. I'm not even sure who won in the end, but I just know about some of the fixtures. Really committed medic. Yeah. Indeed, very yeah, committed. Yeah. <laughs> just rock up for the football play. And then That's about it. There. So how was your game, though? So you play for the uni of medics once. Yeah, against Leicester, who were a, a, re- a decent side, to be fair. I'd say in the first half, we we it was pretty even. They had a, quite a big, good striker who caused some problems for us, but... No, it was a, re- a really good game. Um, the fitness for our boys wasn't exactly the best because we've only just started playing again, obviously. Um, but tough game. Only only one goal for each team. Ended one all after 90 minutes um, with a good pen from our captain, Sam, um, who slotted it. And then the game, yeah, after 90 minutes ended one all and no extra time, went straight to penalties. So very intense. Um it looked like at the start of the penalty shootout we potentially could win as we took I think a 3-2 lead or a 2-1 lead in the pens and then they managed to claw it back um, as we had a couple misses and then yeah, they ended up winning in sudden death I think 6-5 overall so it was a good penalty shootout good penalty shootout, intense, it's never a good thing for a penalty shootout really is it for either side unless obviously you win but throughout the whole thing it's very nerve wracking but yeah do you take one? I did not. I was off at the time, so wouldn't even been possible to take one. Would not. Okay. Would you put your hand up? I probably wouldn't. No. There was a there was a penalty shootout which my housemate Brad will know um, about in I think year ten. Where so, yeah, so your housemate Brad, you went to the same. We school? We went to the same school. We're on the same college. team. Ardenlight College. This was the year ten, so the under fifteens, and we had a, a penalty shootout in the Isfa Cup, I believe, against Trinity or Holy Trinity. And uh, we were 3-1 down. We got uh, two last-minute goals uh, where I scored a, a penalty in the last minute. And then it's a penalty shootout. Of course, I was the one to uh, sky one completely over the bar. And, scarred uh, from that memory. Very scarred. I haven't taken a penalty since, I don't think, in the game. Maybe it's time to get back on the horse. Maybe. So maybe. Start taking a few. Yeah. But I wouldn't have put my hand up, I don't think. No. Fair enough. You would have been right down the list. Yeah. Maybe it would have come to you though with the sub, like sudden death. Potentially, stuff. yeah. Maybe I should have taken one. Yeah, but. take one early doors. At least you don't have that sort of pressure of the the sudden death stuff. And then this week coming up, any football? Uh, we've got Crips football on Wednesday against Mexoc. Big game at two o'clock. Mexoc Mechanic Society. I believe so. Not really sure yeah. to be honest. We'll smash them either way. So ah, uh, oh, fighting talk. Indeed. If anyone from Mexoc's listening, please send me a message. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be winning uh, on Wednesdays. <laughs> Big um, game. And then medics Friday. Medics. I believe we have a game on Sunday. Yeah, okay. I don't think it's been released yet. Um, about availability or anything but Sunday I think we have a game so that's what normally medics football is right it's normally Sundays usually Sundays and then if it's like a cup game or like an off game like Varsity obviously was this this last week um, then it can be on a Saturday but yeah any day really 
Okay. Sounds like a nice week ahead and mm. well done. Well, you lost. We lost. I'm sure the medics started it. Medics. Good social after. Yeah, it seemed good. Did you go to social? Uh, I turned up at the end, at the very end in prison, but I didn't go to the curry before. Okay. Okay, nice. So, yeah, that was that was the medic stuff. If any of you went to watch, I'm sure it was a pretty good spectacle. Mm. I hope you did. And obviously, so last week we introduced what me and Jan are going to be talking about for sort of a, a brief period towards the end of the show, uh, which is a film. We're just going to pick a film, talk about it, give give you our thoughts on it and we'd obviously love you to get involved send me some questions have, have a watch yourself and this week it was Prestige The Prestige yeah which is a very good film obviously we said last week brilliant cast Christian Bale Hugh Jackman um, and it is a it is a brilliant film watching it again you sort of realise how good it was mm. um, we're going to do it slightly differently to what we did last week instead of going over the whole film and sort of like having quite a long section we're going to try and keep it a bit shorter and just pick out the real best moments we felt about the film and maybe just give you a little ending so we'll we'll have spoilers in so if you haven't watched Prestige turn off now because go and watch it very good film Jan start with you thoughts overall thoughts and then maybe a scene that you particularly liked it's a it's a classic Nolan film really good very much twists and a hard a hard film maybe to understand as you're watching it until the ending is revealed and then suddenly all is all is revealed um but a really a really good film obviously unbelievable cast as george said with hugh jackman christian bale scarlett hansen uh, michael kane as well who's in a lot of um nolan films but a really good film he's in like all of them isn't he? he's in i think it's eight or nine of his films which is most i think christopher nolan is my favorite director i love Prestige, I love Inception, I love um, what else he do? He does but the Batman trilogy, yeah, and, and or the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, sorry. And I think Michael Caine's in. He's in all the. He's in all the Batman's, isn't he? He's is in, he in Tenet as well. Tenet. I'm not sure if he is in Tenet. Robert Pattinson obviously is in Tenet, and he's the upcoming Batman in the new Batman film. Um, but I don't think he's in Tenet. But he's in I think eight or nine, maybe even ten of his films, which is quite impressive. Um, but he usually keeps with a lot of the same actors, which is quite interesting, though, then. Yeah. Which Christian Bale's in a lot of his Christian films. Christian Bale, Leo, obviously not in The Prestige, but Leonardo DiCaprio is in quite a few of his films as well. He often attracts good actors, big names mm. in the film, which makes a huge difference. Big money as well, so, um, so yeah. But in terms of The Prestige, um, favourite scenes is probably either the ending, just because of the reveal and the whole twist of... Um, spoilers ahead but the whole idea that Christian Bale's um, the prestige of his magic trick is that there's he has a twin and so, so just explain that the prestige of his magic trick so the prestige of the magic trick the whole idea of the film is that is the third act of the magic trick and that this is the bit where all is revealed you still don't know how they've got to that point but the the, the ending of the magic trick is revealed and suddenly it's like a, a wow factor for the audience um, but the Christian Bale trick which he does the entire film and Hugh Jackman's character cannot he's so obsessed with the idea that he cannot figure out how he's done it and he just wants to replicate it because Hugh Jackman's character believes that he's the better showman and the better the better man to show the audience and better wow the audience better performer indeed yeah but Christian Bale is the mastermind and, and he's more dedicated than Hugh Jackman and that is why his prestige of his trick is far better than any Hugh Jackman trick um, throughout the film. Um, George, what would you say your favourite scene is? 
well yeah I'm like you I really really enjoyed the sort of reveal at the end where you you sort of so there is a companion to Christian Bale's character the mm-hmm. whole way through whose name escapes me but is is his twin um, with the book as well who gets trapped yeah but you don't so you don't know it's his twin no throughout the film so there's this guy that sort of follows Christian Bale his sort of like sidekick who's sort of a very mysterious character doesn't really say a lot got got a hat got a beard got like side on all the time and you can't really see his face no and then so Christian Bale has this trick where it seems like he's transported from one place to another and it's sort of revealed at the end when Christian Bale gets wrongly accused of doing something wrong Mm. he's gonna be hanged Mm. but it's revealed at the end that this guy this sidekick is actually a twin mm. and they're identical twins and that's how he does the trick is the one he goes through the door and his twin comes out the other comes door out and the gets other door so he's not transporting mm. at all it's just it's, there's two identical mm. twins and they live and they live parallel lives as well and that's the whole point of the dedication is that they even have to at one point Christian Bale breaks his hand doesn't he so the other guy has to so the other guy has to break his hand quite a, a, gru- a gruesome scene um, and then even with their love interests as well is that when the wife says at one point like sometimes when I see you it seems like you're not genuine with like your feelings towards me that's obviously a nod and a foreshadowing to the fact that not he's, she's not always with the right partner sometimes she's with the twin and sometimes she's not and there is that thing where one of the twins loves the kid yes it? and one of yeah. the twins loves the wife and you always think this guy's like bipolar mm. like Christian Bale like mm. what is going on with this guy mm. but then when so it's obviously little easter eggs towards what is actually actually going mm. on um, and obviously one of one of the twins loves the wife one of the twins loves the mm. daughter so it's, it's, it's really puzzling to watch the first time because obviously you don't know what's happening the twist hasn't been revealed yet but Hugh Jackman throughout the film can't can't get his head around what is going on as well so he's sort of playing like a an audience as well throughout the film um, because he's just as puzzled as we are and we can't tell what's going yeah, on yeah because obviously no one not, even his wife even his wife know doesn't know the kid two, two of these people mm. they one of them doesn't exist ultimately nope. one of them doesn't exist they've, they've dedicated their whole life to this magic trick and it comes at the sacrifice of relationships and all sorts mm. and that, that goes back to the dedication but there's basically mm. two of them and one of them's always dressed up as sort of a psychic beard hat and one of them is not mm-hmm. and at different times they're different people mm. and then Hugh Jackman obviously to try and uncover this trick goes on to a bit of a sci-fi element of the film which to be honest isn't my favourite bit of the film I think they could have maybe kept it out yeah. the whole idea of like Tesla and that he wants to do this teleportation trick but the catch with the whole teleportation thing is that he can't get away from the duplication of like the Tesla machine so every time well, first, he actually has an accomplice that he meets, and he tries to find someone who looks like him in the bar, and it's like basically a drunk look-alike of Hugh Jackman. Um, but every time they do the trick where they fall into the tank, his drunk um, companion takes the limelight, and obviously Hugh Jackman himself, not the not the guy who looks like him, can't deal with how he doesn't get the applause at the end, and the audience don't recognise him for who he is and he can't deal with it, unlike Christian Bale's character, where he's so dedicated to the trick, where it doesn't matter which one of the twins takes the applause, they both know in the end that their trick is brilliant. Um, but Hugh Jackman goes on to the sci-fi element, then tries to duplicate himself, basically, and each time he does the trick, he has to duplicate um, a version of himself, and then has to kill them 
in the water tank. So each time now Hugh Jackman dies and becomes a new man every single time in the trick, which is a little bit of a not my favourite part. What do you think, George, about the whole sci-fi element? It is a weird concept, but there is obviously that really weird scene where Christian Bale's character actually sees Hugh Jackman falling into this tank of water and thinks, what the hell's going on here? Mm. And tries to break him out. But obviously he needs to do that every single show. Otherwise there's going to be 40 Hugh Jackmans walking Mm. about. Mm. Um, But yeah, I think that sort of sums up everything on our favourite bits of the film. Really good, yeah. And And it's a really good film. And maybe the sci-fi element isn't maybe the best It isn't so good, maybe takes something away. I do agree with that, but Mm. it does show that Hugh Jackman's just... His, I think it sort of reflects the fact that he's constantly chasing Christian Bale. Yeah, he's obsessed. He's obsessed with it. And I think as well, maybe it shows it shows that even with the sci-fi element, like Hugh Jackman has to go that far to try and replicate a similar trick. All Christian Bale is doing is just has a twin. Yeah, that's simply it. So it shows it's the like disparity. A lot of magic, real life magic. Very true. Yeah. When, when you see when you see how it's done, it's nowhere near as mm. impressive. No, very true. I used to watch a show as a kid actually that was on it was like ma- this magic guy in a mask revealed loads of magic tricks mm. I used to love it <laughs> but it did take some of the magic away like all the soaring in half of people and how you actually mm. do it you always want to know the trick but as soon as you know the trick it's never as impressive as you once thought exactly all the card I think card tricks are my favourite mm. I can't work out some of those mm. did you ever used to watch Dynamo? yes I did and like the whole walking on water and yeah, stuff yeah and it was just a yeah, obviously at the time you're thinking there's no way he can walk on water, but you're wondering how he does it. But apparently it's not quite as well. It's like sheets under the water, yeah. but apparently it costs quite a lot of money as well to do. Yeah, but it does. But his car tricks are the ones I find most impressive when he's picking cards out. That mm. oh, I don't know how he does he's it. He's very slick. Very he sick. is very sick. So yeah, Prestige definitely give it a watch. I'd mm-hmm. say Netflix. Uh, Netflix, yeah, or Amazon Prime, maybe now as well. I think but it's switched I think, across. I think it's on both because we said this last week. I said Netflix, but it is still on Netflix. Oh, okay, I think it's on Amazon Prime as well. I think it's on both. And star rating from you, Jeff? star rating. I will. Uh, if we're going five, I will give it a five out of five. It's really it's top okay. Tier. Yeah, it's so top it has tier. got very good reviews on IMDb and stuff like that as well. It's eight point five out of ten. Um, so yeah, very good film. Go and give it a watch if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, I think I think that sort of wraps up the show for this week as well. Uh, so you've got a bit of a bit of a busy week coming up. Anything more today? Gym now, isn't it? Gym now, yeah, gym, and then uh, just chilling in the afternoon. Chilling in the afternoon, yeah. I've got a lecture later on, so we need to get to that and a bit of a gym session now. So obviously Holly and Emily on next. So stay listening. But yeah, thanks very much, and I will definitely get an Instagram account sort of for next week. So please look out for that. It's obviously going to be called George Bowman and Friends. We'll try and get a Twitter account called Sorted. We'll try and get as many people sharing that as possible. So please share, follow, like, and then you can get in touch via that Instagram account. And we are going to start a new feature next week as well. One more feature, which is going to be confessions. So if you've ever heard Simon Mayo's show on Five Live, um, where people send in confessions, I'll read them out and we'll have a little bit of a panel. Jansen's going to be on that panel, mm-hmm. and I think Emily and Holly are going to come in just before their show to be on that panel, and we're going to decide whether we're going to forgive or not forgive <laughs> certain people for certain acts. I think my my good friend and housemate Ollie has one lined up for next week, so that's a pretty exciting thing that I'm going to going to start next week. So yeah, please come back and listen next next Tuesday at eleven. Um, thanks for joining us. And like I said, just get on those 
get on those Instagram get in touch when it comes in get in touch we'd love to hear from you uh, just before we go Jan film for next week so everyone can go and watch it film for next week I reckon we do how about a classic in maybe Schindler's List very good film we'll do Schindler's List we'll be there I've never Quite watched heavy. it either Quite so, heavy. Yeah, it's a heavy film, but I, I need to watch it. It's a classic I haven't seen. Okay, so, so there we go. Schindler's List for next week. Go away, go and have a little watch, and then we'll, we'll, 